Welcome to another episode of How You Can Too with your host, your boy, Alvy, a.k.a. Danny, a.k.a. Mr. You Can Too. We have a special guest in the building tonight. We are joined by Pam Zapata. Pam is an absolutely amazing, amazing, amazing person. And in this episode, we dive deeply into the importance of community, her experience with entrepreneurship, and talking deeply into relationships and how we can be more effective in the relationships that we have. If you enjoy the show, please feel free to share it with your family, friends, and loved ones. And if you've been following me on Instagram lately, you know I have a brand new program called Fulfillment Express, which is a one-on-one 12-week coaching experience that can potentially change the next 12 years of your life. So if you're interested in that, be sure to hit me up. I honor you, I appreciate you, and I believe in you. As always, you can too. Enjoy the show. Hello world, I have a special, special, special guest in the building today, Miss Pam Zapata. I had the pleasure of meeting Pam maybe, I don't even know, maybe like two or three weeks ago at an awesome conscious networking event called Miami Made. And it was such a joy to be in your presence and feel your energy, see your smile, and really just see just how cool you were with everyone there and to also hear part of your story. So I thought to myself, no better thing to do than to have Pam on the podcast. How you doing today, Pam? Hi. Wow, that intro, I am honored. <laughs> Thank you so much. Also, we started at 11.11 and I love that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no accidents. No coincidences. Um, yeah, that event was such a pivotal moment in my life. I know it sounds like just an event, but to me, I just met so many different people and I really felt connected to entrepreneurs for the first time because I haven't been in those spaces, especially since COVID. So yeah, I really appreciate you appreciating me. No, (laughs) my pleasure. No, absolutely. And (laughs) I love the point that you bring up of, you know, how empowering and amazing it can feel to be around so many like-minded entrepreneurs and Mm. in person. And that's something Mm -hmm. that resonates with me a lot, being able to surround myself with people who are very much like me, but also different at the same time. I think it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that gets to happen more, (laughs) but also safe because there's a lot going on. Um, But it's, it's nice to feel in community. I think that that's just such an important thing about living is to feel connected to other people and to be around people who are like-minded so I think that's just something that I've been craving for a long time and yeah I definitely got my fix (laughs) yeah I love that yeah community is so powerful and as Mm. human beings we're tribal beings and we're meant to be surrounded with people to you know collectively work on something bigger than ourselves while also still Mm working on ourselves at the same time. What has your community experience been like in Miami? Have you always been around, you know, the same type of people or is there like a certain type of people that you're seeing that you're gravitating towards more these days? Yeah, so I I definitely had, 
I've had many different communities. I used to party a lot, actually, and drink and do drugs and just be really crazy. And I definitely felt like that wasn't in alignment. Just one day, I remember being at the club and I was like, I cannot come back here anymore. Hmm. And I completely left that community because essentially that was a community because it was the same people every single weekend doing the same thing. And I just didn't feel connected and I left it, but I kind of left that community very just without saying anything. I just left all the chats and I just did my thing and I shouldn't have done it that way. I should have given an explanation, but I just didn't want people to feel judged. It just wasn't me anymore. So I left that and I was pretty lonely for a year and I was really sad. I'm like, did I make the right decision? What do I do? And that's when I dived into the world of spirituality and just started doing yoga and I met people through yoga and I had some friends um, that they were kind of doing the same things and they were friends of friends and I just started seeing them a lot more and yeah, I just became so close to them and we started doing lighter things like going to the park, going to the farmer's market, doing yoga together, meditating, all these really amazing things that felt better for me. And I found community in them and they also have their little community. So it just all started connecting. And yeah, I've been friends with those people for a really long time. And yeah, I've been on the hunt to find different communities, especially since I'm an entrepreneur and I really want to surround myself with people who are doing similar things to me that I can kind of feed off of their energy a little bit and exchange ideas because the friends that I have, they not all of them are there yet and that's perfectly fine. And I don't want to bombard them with ideas and all these things when they're not there, you know, and I I go to them for other things. So I don't depend on them on every little thing. So that's why I've been on the hunt. And yeah, it's been nice to find networking events like what we did that that week. And I'm also looking for more community within women. So I'm looking for that. And I found something similar for it's called Comadres. And I'm diving into seeing what that is like um, because they're a collective of entrepreneurs and they're women and they just support each other. They have breaks of they have job breaks where they just work together on Zoom and they hold each other accountable to just get shit done. So I think that's really cool. That's just one example of something that they do. So, yeah, community. (laughs) That's awesome. Shout out to community. Yeah, I think it's really cool how, you know, in your search for new communities, it really shows a lot of the growth that you've experienced Mm. kind of going from Mm -hmm. this party scene, being in the clubs, realizing that that doesn't connect with you anymore. You weren't in alignment with that kind of went through this kind of journey of being alone for a little bit and then eventually finding spirituality and finding friends within there, whether it be going to yoga, hitting the farmer's markets, going into parks. And then that 
even lend itself to understanding like, okay, there's a whole nother part of me that I want to tap into through another network that also understands entrepreneurship and are, you know, Mm -hmm. about their business and about their vision and their mission and their values. And that's what brought you to finding this um, amazing community with women. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, women being able to support women is such an important thing. And Mm -hmm. that's something that my fiance Alejandra is, you know, so into as well. So I can definitely Mm -hmm. see, you know, you two connecting I love her. She's great. (laughs) I appreciate it. I love her too. That's amazing. (laughs) So yeah. And when you were talking about your story, a lot of that resonates with me too, because I remember kind of as I'm going through my, you know, personal growth, spiritual growth, starting about maybe like seven years ago, I had, or maybe eight years ago now, damn, that time flies. Mm -hmm. I, um, you know, I got to this point where, you know, up to then all I knew was, all right, go to my nine to five, go wait till Friday and Saturday, go out to party, drink, stay up late, wake up on Sunday, feel super beat up, not really do anything, but just chill and watch football. And then, you know, start life right back over on Monday. And it wasn't until I like really shifted the quality of the food that I ate. That was kind of like a catalyst for me to be like, oh my God, like there's so much more to life. But then at that point I'm looking to make these changes I had a lot of friends who you know they were where they were at and you know I was trying to move to this next thing and I also felt kind of like alone in that process of like man there's no uh I kind of feel like I'm by myself in this and I I don't know anyone else who is on this path and it wasn't until I got into my human potential coaching certification And the program was in California. There was a jumpstart program for two days. And I met literally like 60 people who are damn near just like me. Very similar experiences, similar goals, similar interests. And that was the first time of me realizing like, oh, I'm not alone. There are so many people out there just like me. So I think that might be some type of value to, you know, everyone listening right now is understanding that no matter how alone you might feel right now, mm-hmm. understand that there's probably a group of people out there who are going through or have gone through the same thing who can support you in that. And I think it's this understanding of like, okay, there is that possibility. Let me open my heart to it. Let me open my eyes to it, my mind to it. And there's a good chance that that person will find it. Mm. And it seems that, you know, through your experience, like you're going through that now where like, you're just so open-minded and you're so ready and you know what it is that you're looking for that it just comes up and you find it, which I think is amazing. I I love what you said too, that um, that food was actually one of the first things that opened yourself to spirituality. Cause that was actually one of the things that opened me because um, I was so into holistic health and eating healthy and just I was so focused on myself for that time period that I was alone and I loved looking up remedies. So that's so interesting that that I just thought about that right now because health is wealth. And I really realized at that time and definitely still align with that because the more you eat healthy, the better you feel. And that contributes to your mental health being better and 
just a million other things so I love that um, I also know that you did um, gratitude too and I yep. just remembered that that was another place where a lot of community began for me too um, aside from the communities that I already had that was a completely different community that started waking me up to different things like entrepreneurship I never in my life thought that I would have my own business or that wow. I would even do something on my own and once I did gratitude I just completely it it changed everything for me because I saw other people doing it. I'm like wait am I capable of doing it yeah. and that's another good thing about community is that there's people around you that constantly inspire you and that's another thing that I'm grateful so grateful for was the friend group that I have now is that every single individual inspires the hell out of me and that's so important in community that you feel inspired and that you feel joyful around them and that they spark little things in you to really ignite your authentic self so yeah that's yeah. another thing <laughs> no I love that I mean it's so true to to your point, being able to be around people or have your circle be people who inspire you and lift you up as mm -hmm. opposed to, I know if I've had experiences where I used to be around people who were, you know, constantly complaining or mm. very negative without any type of solutions. And I noticed that I would fall into those same lines of thinking really subconsciously just because it was like, mm -hmm. all right, this is my group. Like I'm going to fit in with the things they talk about. And it was like, we would almost feed negative things to each other without even noticing. And I think that happens to, to many groups these days where a lot of times people rally and they get together around negative things or, you know, ineffective things or, you know, a lot of drama that can be mm -hmm. addicting. And on the opposite end of the spectrum, it's like you learned that entrepreneurship can be something for you because you saw the people in your circle going after it and thriving and creating businesses that they were passionate about and aligned to. So that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And then for those listening who don't know, Gratitude is a transformational leadership development program that uh, Pam and I both did. We never ran into each other at Gratitude. At all. That's so crazy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm sure we would have noticed each other if we saw each other. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was um, I think it just goes to show like the impact that gratitude has had in the Miami community for mm, sure. 100 percent. And there was actually a couple of people that I had conversations with at the networking event that have done it. And that's just like an instant spark, you know, like we've all went through some intense <laughs> journey. For sure. Because it definitely puts so the program really puts you out of your comfort zone that's the best way that i can put it <laughs> for sure and in the most beautiful way and you just learn so much about yourself and it's just an expedited <laughs> pathway to your growth and yeah it's it's nice to have been surrounded by entrepreneurs that also went through that growth and that experience so that's just another <laughs> click and another <laughs> enhancement to those kinds of spaces so yeah also I think another thing to shed light on is to 
like what you were saying is to be aware of the spaces that you put yourself in because we're all so energetic and if we put ourselves in these spaces that only bring us down or don't make us feel really good that that definitely affects our vibe and yeah I because I've been in those spaces where I feel uncomfortable in a negative way and I'm just like why why am I here (laughs) and it's just really nice to be in a space where I feel safe and yeah so because there's so many different types of community and it's about finding the one that fits perfectly for you so for sure a lot of trial and error yeah most definitely (laughs) yeah well what would you say are say there's people listening right now who are trying to find their tribe and they're trying to understand like what type of groups are best for them what would you say are some good questions that they can ask themselves or things that they can search within themselves that would allow them to discover the group that's going to be really Mm. beneficial for them i think that asking yourself what is it that lights you up and finding places where people are doing those things is honestly the best advice that I can give someone who's finding their tribe. And like for me, when I first started my spiritual journey, I started going to a lot of yoga classes and I had no idea what yoga was in the beginning. I just kept going to classes and then I started seeing familiar faces and mm. Then the more you go, you start to say hi. And I know there's people that are, you know, shy and just saying hi to the same people every week. And then that can graduate into how was your day? (laughs) (laughs) And then how was your week? And what are you doing next week? Maybe we should do this. Maybe we should go to that other yoga class that I heard about that's happening somewhere else. Um, So definitely doing things that you absolutely love on your own even if you have to go by yourself doing things that you love you will definitely find people that are on that same vibe your vibe always attracts your tribe is what i like to always say a hundred percent yeah and and it goes the same with i had to bring this up but it goes the same with dating i think that people are also having trouble with finding the right people today and not knowing like not everyone wants to find a person at the bar or at the club or (laughs) you know that's where people find people you know and yeah I think it's about dating yourself and that goes with friendships too because not every person that you're gonna meet is gonna end up being (laughs) your prince charming so that person can end up being a really great friend. So not having expectations as well and just Ah, remaining open. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love this idea of dating yourself. What does that mean or what does that look like? So dating yourself looks like, for me, I do it a couple of times a week and I just take myself out to go eat somewhere that I really love, a coffee shop, I go to the park and I do a whole picnic for myself. I read a book and I dress up. I look super cute and I do it for me because Mm. I have no expectations of meeting up with someone. I want to look good for myself because it's taken a long time for me to even find myself worthy and love Mm. myself truly. 
So it's like we're freshly dating, me and me. <laughs> I love that. So it's been really nice. And yeah, just doing things that I adore, going to like, I, I love, I've been saying yoga a lot, but I really love yoga. <laughs> Shout out to yoga. If y'all didn't know, Pam loves yoga, in case you couldn't tell. It's just, it's, it's the one thing that helps me get my mind off of everything. I'm not mm. thinking about absolutely anything when I'm in there. I'm just focused on doing the movements and taking myself another step further. And oh, it's just so delicious. Mm. I also go rock climbing. And I know that people listening are, I don't know if their places are open or not, but in Miami, a lot of things are open. And yeah, the rock climbing gym is an amazing place to date yourself to and to also meet other people. So yeah, just doing exploring. I think doing something new every month or every week is something really dope to do on your own. So yeah, just enjoying your company, writing love letters. I make playlists for myself, love playlists. Hey. <laughs> I light some candles. So yeah pretty romantic Damn. over here i'm saying it sounds pretty amazing to be <laughs> dating yourself i can't even front like you set the vibe for yourself over there yeah and it also helps me not tolerate someone who doesn't come with me with that same energy you know so mm. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense yeah you can't you're not gonna allow somebody to treat you any less than you uh -huh. treat yourself 100 percent and I think that goes in general when as I, when I make up, at least when it comes to people, it's like we tolerate from others what we tolerate ourselves. Mm -hmm. So as you give me this example, it's like you treat yourself at such a high level by, you know, taking yourself to nice places, getting dressed up for yourself, having these picnics, going to the park, doing yoga, taking care of your body, taking care of your mind, all of the, the self-love that you're doing for yourself. So now... If someone else comes along and they're not doing those types of things for themselves and they're not providing those types of things for you, then it's very easy. I make up for you to be like, OK, that's not for me and mm -hmm. I'm going to keep it moving. Yeah, it gets easier to weed them out. <laughs> no, I believe it. I for believe sure. it. And it's and it's interesting as you talk about this, because what's coming up for me is how, you know, I didn't attract Alejandra into my life until i was at a point where i was like just just in a really great spot with mm -hmm. me because in, in my life as i look back since i've been really since i graduated from college and i came back to south florida like i've had amazing women could that came into my life but because i had my own insecurities i had mm -hmm. my own self-doubt i wasn't where i quote unquote like thought i should be that immediately had me like projecting my problems and my insecurities mm -hmm. onto these women and essentially like me kind of driving them out of my life, not in like a, a malicious way, mm -hmm. but just through like lack of communicating, like not wanting to like be seen out in public, like with them because I created all these stories around, you know, what that meant about our relationship or what it meant to, you know, if I had all these high expectations for myself or I carried myself in such a way at that time, if I didn't think that the the woman I was um, hanging out with was like 
quote unquote on my level, I would just just create all of these just dumb, stupid stories that just created like dumb actions. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Ali and I talk about how really how incredible the timing was of her and I meeting. But it's one of those things through that timing and then her being so open minded and being open to doing gratitude training with me at the same time and us going full journey together (laughs) yeah we went full journey together so i'm sure you can only imagine um you know what that was like and and it was amazing how recent were y'all dating (laughs) we were probably dating for maybe about like eight months by the time gratitude started okay yeah that's that's pretty good yeah so we're dating for like a little bit but it was interesting like there's so many things through some of like the different feedback exercises where like, you know, we we would just be on different sides of the rooms and be like, wow, like, what does that mean about our relationship? And, you know, Mm. for us to be able to like talk through that or have the trainers like point things like that out. It was, it was fascinating. It really was. And, um, and very similar to you, like she's diving into all of her entrepreneurial endeavors and going after what she wants in life. And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I get so inspired by her. She gets so inspired by me. And we just feel like together, we just create like a super strong entity. And um, and we're both really proud of that. That's so beautiful. That's goals, yeah. <laughs> collaborating yeah. and growing together and just riding that wave together because some people choose to do that on their own. Like, she could have chosen to do that journey on her own and you could have chosen to do that journey on your own and you you both decided divine timing too that you said that is another thing and y'all just said no let's do this together and we're gonna work through it and yeah y'all are seems like y'all are thriving (laughs) yeah i would say so i definitely would say we are and we're very uh we're very grateful and it's funny because like you know we both come from I guess what you, we can say that like, you know, what we saw through like our parents and like those like around us, mm-hmm. we didn't see great relationships. And, yeah. you know, I think that that is, you know, I think it's easy for somebody to blame that on like why their own personal relationship might not work. But I think that with anything, like we can learn from what we feel like isn't um, effective. Right. And I know we've both mm-hmm. learned so much by seeing, um, you know, how our parents grew up and how their relationships went. And we're using that as fuel to, you know, create our own story and pretty much mm-hmm. do that. So, yeah, for anyone listening, like understand like anything that you see out there that you feel like is not quote unquote good or is like not effective. How can you look at the opposite of that or what's the solution you can put into that that's going to allow you to create a better solution for your life Mm, that's so powerful and that just put me into a spiral of just the reason why I have chosen to work with people and relationships because I personally cannot name you more than five couples that inspire me and Mm. that's really freaking sad and it's it's also sad because I, I didn't grow up knowing what a healthy relationship was. And also the people that were in my life were also not healthy because I wasn't healthy and I had my own triggers and traumas. And 
I had my own ways to cope with things and I didn't know what I was doing. And that was definitely a reflection of how my father was with me, you know. So, and that's, thankfully now, that's something that I'm constantly working on because I I noticed that the more I work on my relationship with my parents, the better the relationships are in my life. So Mm. that's definitely something that I actively do. So yeah, another thing is to surround yourself more with people that like relationships that inspire you because we also live in an age where people romanticize a lot of things like they romanticize (laughs) romance (laughs) and there's these disney-like ideals of what love is and what relationships should look like according to movies and tv and all these different things and that's definitely not that's not accurate and there's so many core values that are required of of being in a relationship and being your highest self so one can be having good communication skills like that is something that needs to be that needs to have that needs to be a thing in your relationship amen because if not it will not work. <laughs> it will be very short-lived. For sure. And people, there's this underlying fear around and shame around communicating what you feel because it feels weird to you and you've never really done it before and you feel like you're going to be judged or all these different stories that we create uh, around communication. And no, like we need to normalize it. We need to remove the stigmas that are attached to communicating because people who are afraid to, of communicating are probably the kids that their parents told them to be quiet when they were crying mm. or when they were angry. And do not ever, boys don't cry. Boys don't get angry. Hide your emotions. Like, just go in the corner and, and don't let anyone see you. So mm. those are the same kids that are afraid of sharing any sort of emotion with their partner or with anyone (laughs) and yeah that's definitely (laughs) yeah the communication piece is so big what what would you say are effective ways for couples to communicate if communication say isn't like a main pillar in their relationship right Mm -hmm. now how can they go about developing it so i like a i like this thing called check-ins so I definitely recommend that couples, especially couples that are constantly busy um, and they're both doing their own thing, to have a weekly check-in or even if you have the time to do a daily check-in and see how you're feeling and express, hey, I'm feeling this, this and type of way and I'm going to say exactly how I feel for the next 10 minutes and you're not going to say anything. You're just going to listen. <laughs> and then after we'll discuss it. So and with no judgment attached to it, with no attacking, like trying to have a very normal tone of voice because our tone of voice is really important For sure. um, when, we, when we say things. And yeah, that also brings you to a more level headed understanding of what you're feeling as well. And and making sure that what you're going to say, you've already processed yourself because our partners are always reflections of ourselves 
So mm-hmm. essentially when you're communicating something that you've been bothered about or you're feeling some type of way or you want more love, it's something that you need to look within and be like, hey, am I able to give this to myself? Um, am mm-hmm. I, you know, checking in with yourself and then bringing this back to your partner? Um, let's say it's, hey, I want you to give me more cuddles uh, in the evening when you get back from work. And um, and if they're not okay with that or if they're like, actually, I'm really tired and you being okay with that, be like, okay, that's fine. At least I communicated it. Because mm. if, if, and coming to an understanding because the more you don't communicate, the more it starts to bottle up and the mm-hmm. more resentment is being created. And yeah, you, you, that's going to explode at some point. So yeah, having these weekly check-ins and doing some aftercare um, after having intimacy is really important because communication after intimacy is definitely highly recommended for me. That's something that's been really helpful. Mm. Um, just so I feel, because I'm in a state of vulnerability. So mm. I just want to share how I feel and it's been really nice and I feel like I'm not bottling things up because I do tend to do that to not put that onto someone else. Um, and I feel shame around it, but then having partners that I feel safe around is really beautiful because they're like, Oh wow. Yeah. I didn't see it that way. Or, okay. I understand. And nodding their head or even just giving me a light touch or just affirming me is really important. So Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, thanks for sharing all that. I think there's so many <laughs> golden nuggets you put in there. One of the the first things that came up for me is um, how you speak about how important communication is so that, you know, resentment isn't mm. built up. Because I think oftentimes a partner might be mad or upset with the other partner. Mm-hmm. And that other partner has no idea because nothing was communicated to yeah. them. And mm-hmm. kind of along those same lines, something that I think is really important is for in a partnership for there to be boundaries and for there to be, yeah. you know, understandings on, you know, what are my values around these specific things? Because now that actually gives the opportunity for each person in the relationship to be able to respect the boundaries, to know where they stand in different aspects of the relationship to know how to be of service to the partner, to know how to be able to actively listen and engage with the partner in a way that allows him or her to feel heard and understood. And that's what I think is missing from so many relationships is the lack of communication and communicating in a way that both people understand exactly what the other person and themselves are desiring within the relationship. Yes, you said it perfectly. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. And, and the aftercare thing is dope. I love that. Like I've never really thought about it that way as like a thing, but I, I do know that's something that Alejandra and I naturally do is kind of, you know, after we're intimate, we, we're, we're talking, we're together, we're doing that versus I can look, you know, way back, you know, in the day, where I could have been intimate with somebody and the first thing I'm thinking about is like, all right, I'm trying to go back to my place or, you know, how long until, you know, she goes home, right? Mm. And um, and it's crazy to think about it now, but that's something that was so regular with 
myself and also that my friends would talk about both male and female what, what do you think that's about this like the the people who kind of kind of feel that need to like get away so fast after being intimate um i think that i don't think that there's a binary with it i think that both men women they's thems do it um and i think that's just an avoidant tendency like they're avoiding the closeness that comes with communicating after because uh, like after you have sex or intimacy or even just a kiss or even just after netflix and chilling that's something very intimate and loving and you both share something or yeah you both share something intimate with each other and to discuss it after is bringing a little more closeness and more understanding and people sometimes get scared about that because they're like wait i don't want to get that close <laughs> mm. and i that's just beyond my limit of closeness and now i'm just gonna leave <laughs> and mm. my my initial reaction is to leave so there's people that that have these avoidant tendencies because of their childhood and i don't know if you're familiar with attached it's something that i always bring up because it's different attachment styles that people have because of their childhood mm. so there's avoidant there's anxious attached and there's secure attached so usually see people who are scared right after and just want to leave or those people that ghost you or people that gaslight you and those people tend to be avoidant because they're terrified of closeness Mm. um so yeah that's that's what i bring it to and those people if they and those people usually don't know that that's the problem right, right. <laughs> until someone tells hey like are you being avoidant mm. <laughs> but then they're like wait no <laughs> i'm not being avoidant what um but yeah, they they are usually being avoidant. <laughs> yeah, looking back, I I think that was my uh my attachment style, the uh, the okay. avoidant one. Yeah, looking that that sounds about right. For sure. And the beautiful part about these attachment styles is that we are all able to become secure and it requires a lot of doing internal work and noticing why is it that you're avoiding closeness? Why are you so scared of it? And opening up your heart to allowing that closeness and allowing that vulnerability and that communication and allowing someone to freaking love you. Um, yeah. And feeling secure in those spaces um, because it is an insecurity that you may have developed from a child. So, um, and that's, and it usually comes from people that probably didn't have parents that were present or they were too in their space mm. so um yeah avoidant people are definitely capable of being secure and also um having people around them that help them feel safe is also really important to avoidant people so yeah definitely i feel like you're secure and you're definitely or you're on the way of being secure i don't know if you still battle with those feelings but it seems like you and your partner are secure and 
that's beautiful because that's definitely the goal. <laughs> no, we appreciate that. Yeah, I would say overall, we're definitely closer uh, to the secure side. And I think even for like just speaking for myself, I know there's times where like I'll still feel that if something happens, whether it's with in my partnership or it's just other parts of life where if there's some type of conflict, my thing is to like kind of isolate myself or like to walk away or to do whatever. Mm. And I think to your point, we talk about how important the inner work is because of that inner work. Now I'm able to notice it like damn near right in the moment. And because I'm aware of it, now I get to make a choice. And, you know, mm -hmm. before it would be an unconscious, non-conscious, just I'm just walking away just to walk away. Whereas now it's like, okay, I notice this feeling coming up. Like, what do I want to do with it? Like, what's the action I want to take? And I think because of that awareness, now I'm able to really embody that secure style. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's so beneficial. I can't even like, I really can't put it into words because it shows up so powerfully mm -hmm. yeah and I love that you are catching I feel like the more work you do the more the easier it is for you to catch it mm -hmm. and when you catch it it's like almost satisfying <laughs> to uh -huh, point. Absolutely. like wait I caught that <laughs> Damn right. Oh, I have to laugh sometimes because I used to get so frustrated I'm like why because my attachment style used to be anxious um, I feel like I'm more secure now and I proudly say that I feel like I'm secure, but things come up, you know, that's been oh, my, for sure. that's been at my attachment style for <laughs> my whole life. So when I catch myself feeling, cause with anxious attached, it's usually kind of a codependent. If someone doesn't answer me, I feel like they don't want to talk to me anymore or just like these like really absurd thoughts. Right. Um, thankfully, I don't really experience that anymore. And lately, I have had pretty secure relationships with people. So that's amazing. And I always celebrate that. Oh, that so for sure. And when I catch it, when I feel even the slightest bit of codependency, I'm like, oh, no, honey. Okay, what does Pam <laughs> have to give to Pam? Because mm. maybe that person is not emotionally available or they're not actually physically available to give you what you want. Because these are my wants. Like, it's not like mm. I need it. Mm. Um, so what can I give myself at this moment so that I can help myself and kind of diffuse the situation and heal this because it's still coming up and not to get frustrated with the fact that it came up as well right. because the more frustration the more negative feelings are attached to it and the further <laughs> the work goes away from you so i like a ta i like to tackle it right there and then i'm like okay what else do i need to work on let's do mm -hmm. this what can I do? Let me take myself on a date. Let me just yep. rest. Maybe I need to rest. Maybe I need to meditate. Maybe that yoga class. So, um, yeah, it's so it's such a beautiful journey. It's pretty. It dope. really is. <laughs> You're so right. Like it's so it, life because life is life. There's literally no like shortage of things to laugh at because some of the no. things that I know that I do on shit a daily basis. Well make me laugh when I'm able to kind of like step away from it and like get past this like uh moment of judgment towards myself. 
But it's like at the end of the day, like I truly believe every single person is like doing their best. And mm, the minute so that true. they, yeah, the minute that they decide to like take the beat up stick and like throw it away and not continue to, you know, beat themselves with it, we can laugh so much more about like the little silly things that we do or no matter how quote unquote woke I am or woke I get, understand <laughs> understand that there's still so many things that can trigger me. And mm. at the end of the day, it always just comes back to myself. Like, okay. what is it that I get to um, require of myself? What are the questions I get to ask myself? What can I start doing for myself? Or it's like, what is this challenge doing to help me grow? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, why is this coming up for me? <laughs> right, exactly. Like, what exactly. is this teaching me? I always see it that way. Life is the best teacher. <laughs> 100 percent it's always i'm always in school <laughs> oh, the school of hard knocks out here huh <laughs> so funny yes. well pam i appreciate your time so much there was so much that we can gain or the listeners and i can gain from all of your wisdom and Aww. your medicine that you share with the world what's one thing that you would love to leave the listeners with <laughs> this is gonna sound so cheesy but don't forget that we're all walking each other home mm. and i'm not sure who said that i'm pretty sure it was ramdas that said that but i'm not sure but that is just the most beautiful quote and i live by it and no matter how hard things get or how alone we feel, just remember that we're all walking each other home. Community is powerful. And, yeah. Oh, that was beautiful. I'm going to start using that. <laughs> we're all walking each other home. I love that. Yes. And we'll find out if Ramda said that or not. Don't okay. Worry. Don't worry. We'll find out who said it. <laughs> and, then, and then, Pam, where can everyone find you online if they want to learn more about you and your services? Yes. So... I have IG and it's 222PAM222. Um, I also have TikTok and this is a new platform that I have been using it for just a year, but it's my favorite, one of my favorites. And you can find me on Awaken with Pam. And I have a lot of fun educational resources on that. And yeah, in any of those bios, you can see all of my laundry list of things that I have, resources, Patreon, YouTube, my website, and all that good stuff. Awesome. <laughs> Everyone listening, make sure you check out Pam and all of the things that she's offering because she's an amazing, amazing human being. And I'm super How are grateful. You? Thank ah, you. I am because you are. I appreciate you. Oh, Pam. that's a good one. That's Ooh, a good one. <laughs> All right. Appreciate you and everyone listening. Thank you for tuning in again. And as always, remember, you can too. <laughs>